WUKY presents health news you can use. It's Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Xylazine, a veterinary anesthetic commonly referred to as Trank, has recently made its way into the illicit drug supply as an adulterant to fentanyl. I recently spoke with Dr. Cassandra Gibson Reichard, Associate Professor in the UK Department of Pharmacology and Nutritional Sciences, about research she and colleagues are doing to look at mitigating the fentanyl xylazine overdose problem. Cassie, thank you very much for talking with me today. I was really intrigued by an article recently in UK Now about the work that you and colleagues are doing looking at this relatively new combination that uh, some folks with substance use disorder are engaging in of mixing fentanyl with xylazine. Can you tell us a little bit, first off, what is xylazine and um, why is that coming to the fore now and why is it important that we know about it? Um, sure. So this isn't, so xylazine is a veterinary anesthetic that um, actually isn't the first adulterant in the opioid drug supply. Uh, so in about 2016, fentanyl actually replaced heroin in the drug supply within the United States, which presented its own challenges with treatment and overdose reversal. Um, but xylazine is kind of adding additional complexity to that. Um, it's not approved for human use, but it is approved for anesthesia in, in non-human animals. And rates of detection of xylazine in opioid-positive individuals rapidly increased within the past 13 years, um, with it being detected in a large number of overdose deaths. So this drug changes the experience of fentanyl, and it makes it more toxic. Um, it's also associated with other medical issues like skin wounds um, and other additional healthcare challenges that make this uh, complicated to successfully treat. Um, so it's not, xylazine is not an opioid and because of this, it doesn't respond the same to naloxone as opioids do. Uh, and so even if naloxone is working to reverse opioid overdose, individuals can still look sedated because it's not working on xylazine. So that's kind of the issue um, going on at the moment, and it's an urgent public health need, and it's been identified as an emerging health threat by both the White House and the Drug Enforcement Administration. Well, th and this is something I, I've been you know, working in healthcare now since the late 70s, and we sort of see these patterns come and go, and this seems to be a really strong pattern over the years of mm -hmm. adulterants being added to opioids, uh, other drugs of use that um, maybe originally folks thought maybe that would increase the high or something like that. And then you get right. all of these side effects that uh, we didn't know about at first, but more and more reports, studies have, have shown just the, the negative effects of this kind of combination. What, what sort of work, I, I know you've recently been awarded a, a very substantial grant um, to look at this problem. What sort of research into the issue will you all be engaging in? So in my lab and in my colleague's lab, uh, we basically, we can use basic science in our lab to start to answer some of the critical health questions that I mentioned. So we can actually model xylazine and fentanyl use in animal models. And through this process, we have actually already started to learn how xylazine changes the biological and behavioral effects of fentanyl. Um, we're also comparing that to other drugs that are actually used to treat uh, opioid withdrawal, such as lefexidine or lucemra, and how th th this is important because xylazine and lefexidine 
share common mechanistic targets. So they're both adrenergic 2A agonists, yet one is being used as an adulterant and one is actually FDA approved to treat opioid withdrawal. And so in my lab, we're actually looking at how they're different or how they might overlap. And what we're finding is that um, our results suggest that lefexine should possibly be investigated to treat some of the effects of xylazine and fentanyl. And we have also already found initial signals that xylazine enhances fentanyl's effects in the brain and in the body. And this appears to differ as a function of biological sex. And so our goal is to translate our findings uh, from animal models into studies with human subjects and eventually inform clinical outcomes by providing a framework upon which we can push healthcare forward. So this is important because treatment strategies may not work the same in every patient. And so identifying new treatment options is really important to be able to successfully treat more people. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at in, in my lab. Well, and this is something I, I know many people in your college have been looking at the individualization of care, just like, like in my college, that sort of one size doesn't fit all and that we need to be doing a lot more to look at perhaps treatment differences in different age groups, different sexes, um, different substance use, that, that type of thing. And it sounds like down the road, you're, you're getting it, looking at the individualization of care for, for substance use disorder. That's the hope. Um, and I had the opportunity to actually go to Johns Hopkins University last week and speak with patients who have experience with xylazine and fentanyl. And it was a really eye-opening experience just to hear about um, how, you know, how it changes the experience, um, you know, patients are reporting that xylazine use makes withdrawal from other substances worse and that they're not actually seeking out xylazine. And so when you have potentially xylazine experienced individuals and xylazine inexperienced individuals, these are very different, you know, trajectories of substance, substance use. And so it's important to consider that when we're looking into treatment strategies. Well, Cassie, before we part, is there anything else you would want our listeners to know about uh, the grant, uh, what your lab is doing, and the future in looking at this um, xylazine-fentanyl combination? Uh, sure. So the next steps for us, and that we hope to kind of push the field of treatment forward, is to use cutting-edge neuroscience techniques to possibly uncover new druggable targets so that we can reverse fentanyl's effects when xylazine is present. And my collaborator and NPI on the grant, Dr. Terry Hines, uses uh, PAM gene technology, which he's one of the only labs, I think, um, in the country that, that can do this, um, where he can actually map what's called kinomics. So we can actually determine unique consequences in the brain uh, when xylazine and fentanyl are co-used as compared to perhaps either one alone or a control condition. And we can use this map and leverage this to identify new targets in the brain for therapeutic treatment. And so that's kind of what we're hoping to do is find novel therapeutics to potentially use as adjunct uh, pharmacotherapies with naloxone, you know, with a very final end goal of using this on the front lines. Um, and so we're a long way away from there, but that's kind of what we're, what our strategy is. 
My thanks today to Dr. Cassandra Gibson Reichard, Associate Professor in the UK Department of Pharmacology and Nutritional Sciences, for talking with us about research she and colleagues are doing into mitigating the harm that xylazine, a veterinary anesthetic referred to as TRANK, is doing to our population. For more information, visit our website at wuky.org. With health news you can use, I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Dr. Greg Davis is a forensic pathologist at the University of Kentucky who volunteers his time to cover important medical news for our community. This program is available as a podcast at wuky.org.